Hi there. Welcome to Fresh Air at Five, the podcast. And today I am bringing you a special edition of the podcast where I have my very first interview guest on the podcast. Over the past almost year, I have been listening to podcasts, reflecting on my learning. I had two guest walkers with me in the summer. Tim Stevenson and Tim Cavey joined me for a, an early morning walk and we reflected on the podcast. But this is my very first interview with someone that I have been listening to as I reflect on their podcast. So today my guest is Cami Kanikins out of southeastern Alberta and she is here to tell us a story about her school district and the great things that are going on there as she ref talks about on Prairie Rose possibilities. All right so let's take a listen. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Alfonso Mendoza, host of the My Ed Tech Life podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. <laughs> Fresh Air at 5, the podcast. I'm your host, Brian Carpenter. Fresh Air at 5 is my regular attempt to exercise by walking about my neighborhood to take in podcast content, then reflect in an unedited video, which I finally post to my Twitter channel. This podcast will be a regular collection of the audio from these selfie videos. You can follow me on Twitter at Fresh Air at 5 or check out my website, BrianCarpenter.com, for other content I have created and collected. This afternoon, I'm privileged to speak with Cami Kanikins, who you might know as Mrs. Kanikins on Twitter. Cami comes to us from southern Alberta in Canada and serves as an instructional coach and as a social studies and English teacher in the Prairie Rose School District. Cami and my path crossed about a year ago at a Pro-D event uh, that she led with EdTech Team Canada over Zoom. We started following each other after that event and have remained connected at a distance since. Cami, it's a pleasure to have you on my very first interview podcast for Fresh Air at Five. Are you ready to amplify the great work that's going on in the spaces that you are with others around you? I certainly am ready, Brian. And I was just thinking that I have probably listened to every one of your Fresh Air at uh, Fives. It's, you started that podcast shortly after we did that professional development uh, session together. So I've been following along ever since. Okay, and so then I, I have to tell a little story then. So you're very, on your very first episode, it was just, it was in January, right after Christmas. And you had talked about how for Christmas, you had built a breakout game for your family for their Christmas gifts. And I, I thought that was so neat because the professional development activity that we had done together was about breakout. And so I'm like, oh, here's, you know, this guy, he actually is putting into practice something that he learned. How cool is that? So yeah, that's that my was story. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I did use some of those tools that I learned from uh, your session, and my kids were quite frustrated for about an hour because <laughs> they were they were they were playing they were playing for their Nintendo Switch that they just thought, well, we already know it's coming. We'll just get it, and I made them work for it, and it was it was super fun. So great. All right, so Cami, if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, how long have you been an educator, a tech coach, a learner? What inspires you to do what you do? 
So I've been in the teaching profession, give or take 25 years. I did a little stint at junior high, and then I've spent about over 20 years as a high school English and social studies teacher uh, at the largest school district in the school district called Prairie Rose that I work for. It's in the southeast corner of Alberta, Canada. So um, Saskatchewan border on one side and the American border right above Montana on the bottom. And then um, it's actually about 29,000 square kilometers. And I think that I did the math. It's about 11,000 square miles. So I, I do a lot of driving and it's a big, big distance now in my current role. Um, so I was a high school social and English teacher. I've always loved uh, to play around with technology. And about five years ago, I had an opportunity to become the very first instructional coach in our district. And my my title isn't um, a technology coach. It's actually an instructional coach. So I do lots with literacy and deeper learning, which are some of the focuses in our, our district. But I also, technology is often what a lot of the questions are about. And yes, I'm a I'm a learner, I'm a Google certified um, trainer and coach, and I've got some Microsoft credentials. I did my master's a few years ago. And so, yeah, I love to learn. And so even part of, you know, doing podcasting is, oh, let's try this. It's something new. I know exactly. This whole stepping into another area does force you to learn and forces you to hone your skills and pay attention to what's going on around you. All right. Uh, what inspired you to start this podcast called Prairie Rose Possibilities? What's your why? Uh, this takes effort to do. So why would someone take a step to do this? Um, so if you can just tell, talk to us about that. Well, part of in my situation, our, our district is, is very rural. I told you it was quite large. We have about 2,200 students across 18, 19, maybe we have 20 schools now, about just over 200 teachers. But we have some schools that are are really the only word is tiny. We have um, our smallest schools go from K to nine and they have less than 50 kids or around 50 kids. So that means double graded for sure, often at triple graded or even more. And so our like one of our very smallest schools has K to nine with about 30 kids. And we have one that's even a K to five that's a little smaller. So you can imagine... Um, what that looks like for teachers and teacher time and how do you how do you help out all of these small schools as an instructional coach the smaller schools really see value in my role because i'm an extra set of um, hands an extra brain an extra person to bounce ideas off of and so um, the podcast kind of came out of some of the help that i was doing with those schools our district about in the spring actually um, came up with this idea of some seed money that would be available to help our, our different districts, our schools, sorry, do projects. And part of the money probably came from the fact that as such a big board, um, we're very geographically large. And so the cost of school buses, busing is a huge chunk of our budget. And so during COVID, that COVID shutdown, no buses, um, our district saved a few dollars. And so they wanted to take that money and, and put it back into the schools in a way that would really benefit kids and people. So. Um, Prairie Possibilities, schools had to apply. Um, they did a proposal. They put their proposals forward. Most of the proposals got accepted. And then my job uh, in the spring and coming up to September was to help make sure that those got off the ground. Um, were they doing the planning they needed? Were they embedding deeper learning, which is one of our district goals? Um, so I've kind of been connected to these all along. 
And then one of my questions along the way is, well, how do we take these little projects? They're not little, some are big. How do we take these and sustain them? How might we sustain innovation was kind of the big thing rolling around in my head. And then the podcast kind of dribbled out of that. So it's about sharing their stories so that they can be existent on the internet, on the podcast place so that Mm -hmm. you can go back and go, remember we did that? And, you know, so if they, if they lose sight of why they're doing it, going, Hey, there's people that are out there listening and we are telling the story and let's keep telling the story. Right. Absolutely. And, and the, you know, the intended audience of the podcast was really just kind of for our district. One of the things that I really, um, when I work with the, the school leaders and the teachers that are involved in the product, projects is how are you going to show learning? How are you going to show growth? It's fine for students to, you know, um, do these projects and learn some new things and, you know, do some growing in a greenhouse or, you know, grow some animals or some gardens or the things that they're going to do. But how do you show learning? How do, how do parents, how do teachers know, or the district, the the community at large know that the students are actually um, learning and that they're expanding in that? So, the, pro- the podcast is, a, my, my big idea is we'll do a podcast series right at the beginning, right? When it's a seed, when it's an idea, and we haven't even done much. It's mostly plan. And, and the whole first series, I've done almost all the projects now is, is a little podcast. That's been, you know, what, what, what's the goal? What's the dream? What's the vision? And so then uh, the vision for my little podcast would be that I'm going to come back in in the spring and see, well, how are we doing? And I'll have, a, you know, kind of some questions about what those next steps have looked like and what are the growing pains? And then, you know, who knows, it might continue on after that. That's right. Well, it's a way of reporting. It's a way of documenting mm-hmm. and, and, and having a catalog of that information, right? Like Ooh, catalog, as you look yes. at my podcast, yeah, like you're curating what you've, what you've done, where you've been. And uh, as with, like with, with my podcast, I go back into my show notes and I actually go back and listen to see what I had listened to two months ago, right? And go and see, you know, which, how things have changed in my listening habits and things. Um, so that's a, that's a great way to do it. And I really like the, the fact that you're, you're encouraging these principals and leaders in their schools to go, we can record this and we can share this beyond our space so that others in other schools in our district can hear that and even beyond, right? I'm out in Alberta, out in British Columbia here and I'm listening to something that's going on because you have taken a step to just share it with the world, right? Right. And I've, for a long time, I, I love that idea of going back and looking and I have a, a blog that I've been writing for oh, lots of years and it's so powerful to go back and, and look back in that blog at what you were thinking at that time or I have a blog post where I write about how, oh, we'll never get Chromebooks in our district. And of course, now we're just about one-to-one Chromebooks. You know, all of those pieces, right? Like the 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 step-by-step how things turn and take unexpected changes or something that you thought was going to be really important ended up as a nothing. And that's why I, even that, that question about how do we sustain innovation, um, that's something that I had had blogged about and have been kind of following along. Like, how do we, how do we keep these projects alive? But uh, a podcast, you can press play, you can listen to it in your car, you can listen to it while you walk. And, and I often listen to your podcast while I'm getting fresh air, right? So it's just that, that easy, how do we make it as easy as possible for people to learn and find out what's going on in our school district? That's fantastic. Can you tell me some of, some of the themes that are 
um, with your projects, some of the kinds of things that happen. You're in a rural school district, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's not like the urban world that I live in for projects where we're trying to figure out how to, I don't know, recycle plastic and, and reduce, you know, garbage on the streets. What are some of the things that you are doing in your space and that your schools are doing? Well, I as a as a social studies teacher, my heart is happy to know that a lot of our projects do want to cycle into that sustainability piece and take a look at what what that looks like. So many of our projects involve agriculture. So that might be we've got a couple greenhouse projects. It might be some gardens. Um, it might be some farm type animals. So we have one project that's going to have um, like uh, chickens and pigs and lambs and calves, like big animals in the spring. And then some of our smaller projects um, are going to like they have worms and they have bees and, you know, things that are a little different. So there's all sorts of issues with agriculture at school. How do you keep agriculture alive over the summer <laughs> yeah. when it's hot and it needs water, but there's no one there to take care of it? Right. So part of it is how do we how do we take these things that have always seemed too difficult and, and make them work? Right. And so then we get our communities involved um, rodeo, <laughs> you know, you're in Southern Alberta because three of our pro- three, we have three of our projects that involve rodeo and wow. horses. And, and that's a, you know, that's a big thing. We also have, um, some sports academies that are, that are very huge. And actually one that I didn't even talk about in our podcast, we have a flight academy out wow. of our, out of the largest high school that I used to work at. So that's, um, you know, by the, by the end of grade 12 kids get their, their pilot's license. Um, so I didn't even talk about those. Those are kind of like a different level. And these are like the next, the prairie possibilities are kind of mini projects compared to some of those. We also have um, projects that are around outdoor education or, or the sense of the land, right? Um, if where I live, it is, you know, that wide open spaces, I could sing that song. Um, yeah. It's just, it's literally, as far as you can see it, there's flat land. It's, it's either prairie grassland or cropland, but it is flat and quite dry. And so how do you, how do we live here? What's, what's our connection? But then we also have lots of um, uh, projects around the arts because our schools are so tiny, Brian, um, they really lack in programming, right? And so one of the biggest concerns of parents in those tiny schools is that there are no options classes. One, because you probably don't have a teacher who has the skills and you don't have the time and you don't have the equipment and you don't have the space. So things like uh, shop class or music classes or even like an art class or drama class, any of those fine arts options and even some of those, uh, you know, kind of career and technology fields, our tiny schools haven't been able to offer them or they have to bus their kids for 45 minutes into the city to take them. Busing's expensive. It takes up time. Mm-hmm. So some of these projects have looked at, okay, how can we bring um, this kind of learning into our space, even if even if it's like four or five weeks at a time. So that's, that's kind that's, of the main themes. There's some others, but those are some of the main themes. That sounds exciting. And, and it's exciting to hear how a rural district is doing things different thing, you know, from, from where I am. Right. And even my school that I'm at at the Abbotsford virtual school, it's a small school in the sense that we have small cohorts of students that come in and we can't offer the same things as regular schools do, but you know, we, we have, you know, programs that we can offer that others can't. And it's about paying attention to what's going on around you to give your students the best experience possible. I really like the outdoor program that you have with 
that that one of the schools has with uh, the out, outbound outward bound is they mm-hmm. go into the mountains and learn about leadership and learn about themselves, right? And just that self discovery through being taken to these wide open spaces and places that uh, they wouldn't normally get to. That's fantastic. Well, and a really important thing that I think I need to slip in that I kind of missed is that for some of our schools, these projects, like lots of these schools are so small that, you know, they know that in four years or five years, they could be looking at school closure. So these projects are about um, helping parents see value in their local schools so that they don't um, choose other options. Now, some of our schools are so remote that there's no school down the highway that they could go to, but some of them have chosen online learning. So they go out of our school district onto into an online program or some of our small communities are big enough that they have a public school and we're a public school division, but there's also a Catholic school. So then they, you know, compete for schools or sometimes there's even a private Christian school. So sometimes mm-hmm. in these very small communities, we have way too many schools that are, you know, getting, trying to get the, that same market of kids. And so some of these projects are about how can we um, show value in our school and make it a place where we can attract students. It's, it's about uh, sustainability, even as students and bodies and schools goes. All right. Well, let's move on to the next question, which is about mindset. And what mindset do you hope to grow in your district as you share this podcast beyond your district? Um, I like the mindset question that you ask your guests as you interview them, because that's a that's important to get and figure out what's in going on in our mind. Mm-hmm. And that's been we've had a real focus for the last four years on deeper learning. And so part of that has been, you know, a lot of talk about about a learning mindset. And we've talked lots about growth mindset. So if you listen to those podcasts, lots of the teachers will talk about um, having their kids have a growth mindset. And I think that's so important because we're seeing more and more, you know, our students are, they're done. They're stuck. That's it. I don't know. End. So how do we get our kids over that? And so these projects will hopefully put students in a place where, okay, well, this didn't work plan A. Um, the greenhouse fell down the second day that it was up. Now what, what do we need to do? How can we make it better? What went wrong? How can we keep it up longer next time so that the rain or the wind doesn't knock it down? So what, what can we do? Mistakes are going to happen or failures are going to happen. How do we, say, okay, well, we learned this, we're not going to do that again, and what's next? So, um, you know, really a growth mindset. Um, Hopefully we can show that coming out of the projects. And I think even, you know, asking that question on a podcast helps get people seeing and thinking and realizing. And it's not just about, you know, playing with pumpkins in the garden or playing with baby animals, but look at all the learning that happens. And sometimes we have to, as teachers and, and leaders, we have to name the learning. Yeah. We can see it. We know it's, but if, if we put a label on it and we name it, that really helps our, our stakeholders, our parents, and sometimes even our teachers realize, whoa, yeah, I guess we did learn that there. So just that. And even just the idea that to start something is a mindset, right? To try something new, um, to just jump in and say, okay, well, I guess we're going to try this. We've never done it before. We're not sure how it's going to work. We think it's going to turn out. Let's just start or as you and I have talked about let's just push the button and see what happens right that's right exactly exactly you know I've listened to some of the projects and there is a couple projects and I haven't listened to all 15 of your episodes yet that's fantastic you have 15 little mini episodes about these different projects and there's many more that you haven't reported on yet um, but that you know some of them are audacious like they're big they're really big mm-hmm. and it's important for us I think to remember that we need to dream big 
because if we don't dream big, then we dream small and we can accomplish our dreams very easily, right? And so having those things that are just outside of what our possibility is keeps us striving for that possibility, I think. And that's, you know, the, that's what these projects have been about. It's that it's fine. It's an opportunity for these schools to do that thing they've always dreamed about, right? That there's never been enough time or, you know, it's always the money, right? Never enough money. It's like, okay, if you had the money, here it is. What are you going to do? And so these are those audacious projects that people have, have, you know, kind of had in the back of their hearts burning there for a long time. And now it's like, okay, I guess this is our chance. Let's see what happens. That's exactly right. Fantastic. Well, Cammy, thanks so much for joining me. Before we uh, go, um, what's the best way that listeners um, can connect with you as we, we go from here? Well, I spend lots of time on Twitter. And so on Twitter, I'm at Mrs. Kanikins. And you might have to check Brian's show notes for how to spell that. Um, and I also have a, a blog that I post to about learning and learning new things and sometimes about technology, but about all those little things that happen in a in a teacher's world, in a school district, in a coach, and those kinds of things. And my blog is called What I Learned Today. And uh, Brian can put that in his show notes too. Fantastic. That was at Mrs. Kanikins on Twitter and cammykanikinsblog.wordpress.com. Mm-hmm. So I'll put those in the show notes. Uh, thanks, Cammy, for sharing your joy of education with us today. Your impact in your community and district is being seen as we listen and you share the voices of those in your schools. Um, keep on talking and encouraging your colleagues to share their voice. That's what I'm doing as part of my reflective process with Fresh Air at Five. So on that note, get outside, get some fresh air, take in some podcasts of your own and share those beyond yourself to others in your community. Have a great day, everyone. And thanks again, Cammy, for joining me on my very first interview on Fresh Air at Five. I'm glad to be the first. My one word for 2021 is appreciate. I appreciate you giving me a listen as I've created this podcast experience for you. It's a unique Blinkist or Cold Notes version of the content I take in, like a highlight reel so that you can hopefully find other interesting podcasts you may not have considered before. I've recorded the specific podcast episodes in the show notes for your learning convenience. Please subscribe so you don't miss any of my upcoming episodes. And if you enjoy this podcast and its format, share it with someone else. Tweet about your experience or give it a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Fresh Air at 5 can also be found on Voice Ed Radio. Your voice is right here and on the Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. I hope you have a fantastic day and get some fresh air before the day is out and take care of yourself because you're worth it.